Have you wanted to join us at an epic location but are new to photo workshops or photography in general? Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with Cameras event to come to in 2024? We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024. Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. I'm Kim with Kim Beer Photography and Be More Business. I'm Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And I'm Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Hello. Good Hi. morning to you both. <laughs> Good morning. We're awful giggly <laughs> this morning. I don't know what to say about that. We are awful giggly. <laughs> so you know why I'm so giddy giggly? I've been looking at my calendar for the summer, and I have been looking forward to some of the things that we've got going on for events. And we are, it's not too long, we're going to be heading off to Dry Head and going to go visit our wonderful friends there. And there's such a cute little baby at that event. I can't wait to see the baby there. And then I take a detour through Powderhorn through Wyoming. And I know Phyllis is off to Iceland before Dryhead. I'm kind of jelly of that We've one. We've got Montana too. We do have Montana. I don't know if that'll be, this may come out after that event is already up and going. So I didn't want to have a FOMO for people if for that one. <laughs> but then we have our Cottonwood event. And that's the one that I tell you, I look forward to. It was so cool. Last year was our first year. And I'm really looking forward to it this year because one, I wasn't feeling too good last year when we were at that event. And knock on wood, I'm going to be feeling like Superwoman when I'm there this year. But it is such a wonderful event to go to. I'm really sitting here giddy to sit at that big table where we were all sitting yep. and editing photos and trading knowledge and learning and expanding our skills. And then the fun truck rides up into the mountains where we could photograph cowboys up against the mountains and horses. And I mean, they just had everything. Cattle, really good cattle, working dogs, great models. It was such a special event last year. And I can't wait to get back this year. What are you looking forward to for that event? Well, for me, I just think about a lot of the workshops that are out there have been, they've been photographed for years and years and years. And I mean, some of these events that we've even been back to, you know, you start to see some of the same scenes over and over again. This one is really unique. This is only the second year that photographers have been invited out. There's a lot of unique stuff that we can create out there that we're going to do this year that, you know, we didn't get a chance to do this year. And I don't know, I think maybe you saw it too, Phyllis, but Carrie posted about how much water they've got this year and about how last year we were had so much dust and we were really looking for water. I think this year I'm looking forward to the fact that we'll probably have a lot easier time finding some good water crossings and stuff like that. So this is going to be a fun year. 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to the amazing light. Those early mornings and late afternoons and evenings, oh, that light was so, so absolutely gorgeous there with, of course, in addition, the the backlit dust, which I think will still have dust, even though they have had a a very wet spring because who knows what will happen over the summer. But yeah, it's going to be a great one. Another great one. I love that place. That backlit, beautiful light and dust is got secret that beautiful spread. It was that winning image in, was it Cowboy and Indians magazine? Did I say that right? Cowboy, is that the right name? She was in Cowboys and Indians, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she got that beautiful spread with that. I mean, those images Mm -hmm. are, especially if you're thinking about, you know, trying to get your imagery into magazines and stuff like that, having a unique location that's not been photographed a hundred times and, you know, as an option, I mean, they want to snatch that kind of stuff up because it's a different location and offers a different perspective and landscape. So that was pretty cool to see that for her. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I'm excited that she got that, yeah. And we have so many good conversations to have at that event. So I also want to bring up at this event, we get to share so much of our knowledge. And I know for me, that's one of the things that makes this one of my favorite events all year long is that I get to answer questions and solve problems with people. And that's got to be at the top of my list of my favorite things to do. I know that's not always at the top of every instructor's list, but it certainly is at the top of mine. Oh, I just love how we were able to sit around at night after we came back in from a shoot and maybe have dessert or whatever and sit around and as a group and socialize and... I don't know. It was just such a great atmosphere every night because we're all staying in one place, you know, the lodge, everybody's staying in the lodge together. And I think that's so great to be able to have that camaraderie and and fellowship. And it it was just fun. It was a really fun event. It will be again this year, Phyllis. We're going to have a blast. And I also want to mention towards fall, we also have another event, Trappers Lake Lodge. And we have spaces in both Trappers Lake Lodge and Cottonwood. And if this does get out in time and it's last minute for you, we still do have the first weekend of June, we will be in Montana with Cowgirls with Cameras. So you might, or sorry, with Cowgirls with Cameras with Art of the Cowgirl. So all of those are upcoming events. Wow. It's a day for me, Phyllis. It's a day. Phyllis is like looking at me (laughs) like, Kim, get it together. No, hey, hey, it it could be me next. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be judgmental at all. (laughs) So now that we've talked a lot about what we're so excited about this summer, I'm going to tell you guys, it's the same old story with me. I've been networking like a crazy woman trying to keep building business and adding people to my list and developing programs and exciting things for us all to do. What have you two been up to? Well, uh, for me, I <laughs> my daily to-do list, which is over 12,000 steps every day, and my weekly newsletter, which I started last, well, actually, I've been doing this for two years now. I'm really proud of myself with the help of Denise. But it's funny, when I started the weekly newsletter, I thought it'd be hard to come up with content. But every week, there's so much to talk about in photography. That's what I love about it. Even for me, there's still so much to learn. So This week's mailing was all about the right moment of stride to press the trigger to enhance the horse's confirmation, which is something I'm kind of passionate about, about making that horse really look good. I've had a lot going on. I had a dinner party last week with uh, local photography club officers for an upcoming presentation I'll be doing for them. I got my photo submissions in to Western Horsemen for their magazine for their yearly calendar. 
that was a process. <laughs> Another process for me, a big one, was the application for signature membership to Cowgirl Artist of America. Yay. That was a big one because actually I had to write an artist statement, which we'll be talking about this week. I had a couple of Zoom mentorship sessions. I'm working on new business card designs, which is long overdue. I had a birthday party for a friend, which uh, I found out my new favorite dessert is cappuccino mousse with dark chocolate <laughs> Now glaze. we know why you've got to get those 12,000 steps in every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so gosh, now you know me so well. I have to have my dark chocolate. We also had a really cool event last night at my local gallery. It was a pre-derby. I know the derby's not until Saturday, so it was a pre-derby party complete with mint juleps and lots of really good food, wonderful music and fellowship. And I had a couple of sales last night. So I had somebody that asked me to bring some work that they knew they wanted to purchase that they bought last night. So it was a nice event. It went a little bit later than I anticipated. So I'm I'm a little slow this morning Sounds as like well. you've been having a lot of fun. Like all of that sounds like fun to me. <laughs> that sounds less yeah, like work and more sounds, like fun. Sounds way cool. So. Well, I was right there with you. I was able to get my Western Horseman calendar image submissions, and this will be my first year submitting. So I'm kind of excited. They said we would know around June 1st. So I'm kind of excited to see if one, I'll be happy if one image gets selected. Yeah, I'll be oh, thrilled. Me, me too, yeah. So I'm holding out for that. I did a commercial bid this week too. I've been working on it and I had to do a rebid on it. And I started thinking that maybe I needed to put more time in there just for the bid process because it was taking me way too long to figure it out. But um, I did a commercial bid this week that I'm working on and we have done a bunch of podcast recordings. So for me, I kind of handled the back end of a lot of that. So I've been doing all the kind of technical side of getting the podcasts sent to our editors and then getting them loaded into the program so that they can actually come out so that you guys can listen to them. So I've been working on that this week. And then I only had one shoot. So that was awesome. It's kind of nice to slow down a little bit because it's funny. Everybody else is talking online about how they're moving it. Season's coming, season's coming. And my season is wrapping up because my season started months ago. So we're getting too hot and too buggy. Nobody wants to be out shooting in this or sweating and posing for pictures in this. So we're I'm going to slow down a little bit, which is always a nice time for me to start working on everything else. I'm really happy about that. So just one shoot this week and I've got zero complaints about only having one shoot this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say on another note, Kara, thank you for all your hard work in getting all this to the editor for the podcast. I know you're working on two with them, with your own, with the Business Animal podcast. So I know Kim and I both appreciate well, all your Well, you know, that's work, why so. I bring it thank up you. because Amen. I need to remind you guys regularly <laughs> how much work is happening that you don't see. And so, yeah, definitely want to make sure that you guys, I get my kudos. I knew that. <laughs> On the air, we are yeah, giving you kudos you. on thank the you. air. So we yeah. know that it's, take a note, everyone. <laughs> so when I'm moaning later, no one can say that you guys yeah. didn't thank me for it. Uh. <laughs> we have oh, proof. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so what are we talking? Oh, we're talking about the, the one where everyone writes an artist yes. statement. Yes. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll go first since I had to write an artist statement last week. Well, I'm going to be waiting with, you know, what do they say? Waiting with bated breath. I'm going to be waiting to hear, you know, if you get accepted for signature membership. So I really wanted to do it this year and I couldn't get it together. And honestly, I was scared of the process. So I'm going to keep my fingers well. crossed for you. So <laughs> tell us how your artist statement writing went. <laughs> 
personally, I, I really wasn't going to tell anybody I applied because yeah. I figured they were talking about how hard it was to yeah. get in. So I thought, I'm not going to tell anybody. That way I won't be disappointed if nobody knows. But then you slipped it right in between the <laughs> cappuccino mousse and the dark chocolate glaze, like immediately. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that went right out the window. Well, that was kind of stupid one that I told you I was like slow this morning. Now everyone knows. Everyone knows. Yeah. We're all oh, going to be waiting. Dang. That was a <laughs> the mistake. Pressure. Big if mistake. Megan is listening. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to explain, first off, what an artist statement is. Good plan. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm kind of, after realizing that I probably didn't follow my protocol that I'm giving you all exactly to a T, so do as I say and not as I did. <laughs> but an artist statement is a written description of an artist's work, their process, what inspires them. It's a document that helps to communicate the artist's intentions and provides context for the work they create. The artist statement is typically included in an exhibition catalogs, uh, websites, or, or any kind of proposals that you may have to do as an artist. It's important because it can provide insight into your creative process and the meaning behind your work. It can help viewers, curators, and collectors understand your perspective and connect with your art on a deeper level. It can also serve as marketing tool that can help promote the artist's work and attract new audiences. In an artist statement, the artist may, or you as the artist, may discuss your influences, your techniques, themes, and conceptual ideas. You may also discuss your goals and aspirations as an artist, as well as the intended audience for your work. The artist statement should be clear and concise. It should be written in a tone that reflects your personality and artistic style. It can be used in several ways. Exhibition catalogs, they can be included to provide contacts for the works that are on display. It can be used on your website. I think everyone's website should have an artist statement included to provide visitors with information about the artist and their work. Grant proposals, I know even photographers, they do have proposals for grants for big projects they're working on sometimes. It can be used to provide funders with information about the artist's work and their goals. For residencies and other professional opportunities, they may be required as part of the applications for a residency, a fellowship, or any kind of opportunity that may come up in your professional career. It's a vital tool for any artist looking to promote their work and communicate their vision to the world. I'm just going to pull a few points. That I think this is really cool since Megan at our Cowgirl Artist of America, which we are all three members of, and I highly encourage everyone to be a member of. She posted these about why an artist statement can be hard to write. First off, like me, I was unsure about what to include in the artist statement. So she has a great, I think Kim and Kara both are going to go over some points about what to include. So I think that'll be really helpful. I know talking about your art and talking about yourself may feel like you're bragging or being arrogant. Sometimes that's hard, hard to do. I know my colleagues think it's not hard for me to do, but it really is. Sometimes you feel like you're dealing with imposter syndrome that, wow, you know, how did I get here? I'm not supposed to be here. I mean, people pay me for this. I can't believe it. You know, I'm not so-and-so. No, you're not, but you are you and you're unique and you're creative. And so just stop it, <laughs> feeling those thoughts. Sometimes I know for me, struggling with organizing thoughts for writing is hard, which Kim can be a big help with because she is a writer and has so much wonderful ideas in her 
little brain. Her big brain. Sorry. Big brain. Big. Big uh, brain, Phyllis. Big brain. Not little brain. Uh, and I know sometimes if you're early in your career or even if you're advanced into your career, sometimes you're still developing your craft or your style, your personal style. So sometimes you feel like that artist statement can be hard to write. So what do you guys want to add well, to this? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to write your artist statement, like the things that you can include in it. But I want to just start by just letting people know, like as a photographer, our artist statement is really, it's personal. It's a personal expression of our artistic journey as photographers. So it's really important that while these are things that you can include, that you really make sure that it's in your unique voice, your unique perspective as a photographer, and that it reflects all of that. And then the first kind of tip that I have is just remember when you're writing your artist statement that you need to think about first of all, why you're writing it. Are you writing a general artist statement to have it available or is it for a particular purpose? Like Phyllis just wrote her artist statement for Cowgirl Artists of America so she could submit to be a signature member and she's going to go through that process. So she had a really specific goal in mind when she wrote that. Each time you're writing an artist statement, you have to think about like, what is my goal? Are there specific requirements or things that they are requesting to be included in the artist statement? That is a very important first piece. Once you know that, this is a list of things that you can consider including. I would just preface like, you don't have to include every one of these things. You may have a 300 word count limit you know, for example, on an artist statement. But these are things that you can include. And my goal with this is to give you some ideas and to get your brain to kind of start thinking about why this is important and what needs to be pulled into it. So the first thing that I have is start with an introduction. That seems obvious, right? But begin your photography artist statement by introducing yourself and providing a brief background about your journey as a photographer. You know, don't forget to mention things like your name, your style as a photographer. And if you've had any relevant accomplishments or awards, this is a great place to add that. You can put that in your artist statement. The next thing that you can consider including is take the time to describe your personal artistic vision as a photographer. Explain your standard themes and concepts, like what really drives your photography. Are there main ideas or emotions that you can seek to convey through your work? This is a great time to describe any unique perspectives or approaches that you bring to equine photography. Another thing that you can include is discussing your inspiration. So I always tell people that I try to photograph the feeling of being with horses. And that is something that really resonates with my clients. And I think for me, it's something that was always important as inspiration. So take the time to share. If you have inspiration, share the inspiration sources that you have. And how do they influence your photography? It could be really something specific. You might have other artists out there that inspire you. There might be other, you know, photographers photographers that you follow and really get a lot out of their work. Maybe it's a time period or a personal experience, but take the time to explain how these things have inspired, how they shape your body of work, how they shape your creative process, and just kind of really contribute to the work that you do. 
Another thing you can include in your artist statement is you can talk about your creative process. So you can take the time to describe how you approach your photography all the way from like kind of the original concept or the original idea to the final execution. You can talk about techniques you use, if you have any special gear or gadgets that you use or equipment. And if you have preferences around that, you can talk about that. You can also include in this section information around your post-processing techniques and methods. These are all things that can be included. The next thing that you can consider including is, you know, your reflection on your message. Are there messages or meanings that you really hope to convey through your photographs? You know, what do you want your audience to take away from your work? A lot of times we're creating with a message. So what is that message? Help them understand what your goal is with that. And then discuss your style and technique. I kind of mentioned that above, but take the time to describe the qualities that characterize your photography. Maybe the composition, the lighting, maybe you like a particular color palette that shows up a lot in your work. Or are there other elements that define your personal style? I think it's important in this section to really kind of use the techniques and that style to describe your overall mood and atmosphere of your work on a continuous basis. And then the last little piece that I'm going to add is you've got to wrap it up, right? So make sure you provide a conclusion. So summarize that artistic statement, just like you would if you were writing any kind of paragraph, you want to summarize it. So just kind of wrap it all up at the end and make sure that with your final thought, you're really putting out the essence of your photography and encouraging whoever's reading that to go and engage and look at your work. So those are things that you can include. Once again, you've got to go back and you've got to look at who you're writing this art statement for. Make sure that they don't have specific requirements and things that they're asking. But if you're writing an artist statement just for the purpose of having it ready and available, these tips that I just put out there, these are all things that you can consider including. And I hope that they encourage people to get out there and kind of get rolling with it. Those are some great tips, Kara. And I want to piggyback on mm -hmm. that by saying for those of you who just listened to that and are like, oh my God, that sounds like a lot. Yes, it sounds like a lot. So the first thing I think I want to add to this conversation, and Phyllis mentioned it, you may have mentioned it too, Kara, is that you do need to consider the audience of mm -hmm. who's going to be reading this artist statement, right? There's a multitude of uses, as Phyllis mentioned, for artist statements, and you really have to think about who is that. But here's the thing. As we all three found out this last weekend, and Phyllis was the one to execute on it, and I didn't make the execution date this year for the juried thing with Cowgirl Artists of America, frankly, because I didn't have my artist statement completely written. So you're going to find yourself in a position where you need to pull this thing out pretty darn quick, right? So if you don't necessarily know who your audience is going to be when you're starting to think about writing it. And maybe you struggle a little bit with getting your artist statements written or being able to put this kind of stuff together for you. What I recommend is you prep for getting your artist statement written. So go back and listen to all of those points that Kara gave you in just the last few minutes and write a sentence or two about each one of them. 
And that way you're going to have parts and pieces to pull from when you have a purpose to write an artist statement. So we don't usually have a purpose for an artist statement until we have a purpose for an artist statement, right? So that way you'll have it kind of prepared. Work up your bio, work up all of the little pieces that Kara talked about. Make up sentences that reflect what you do for your process. Maybe that if you do use special techniques or you want to highlight techniques that you use, write a few sentences about how you do that. Another important thing to know about artist statements is that they're almost always written in the first person. I'm not going to say always because I have seen some written in third person, but they're typically going to be in first person. And for those of you out there who are like, okay, now I don't really remember all of that grammar class that I took and I'm really a good photographer, but I'm not necessarily great at all of this stuff. What exactly does that mean? So it's going to be using I statements and then third person would be using your name. So in a first person, it's I did this. In third person, it would be Kimberly Beer is. So that's kind of how you move those two things apart. So make those sentences up, write them from first person because it's easier for you to typically write it from first person and then you can always convert it into third person if you need to do that. But also consider writing some sentences around what inspires you about the subject matter that you photograph. What inspires you about photography? What inspires you about sharing your photography? What inspires you about how you create things? What is your creative process? Why did you get started with photography to begin with? Have some of those sentences put together so you can link them into an actual artist statement when you need it. The messages and the feeling that your work conveys, Kara mentioned both of those, and I think those are really important things for you to have sentences around. And if you're sitting there wondering, wow, do I really want to write out all these sentences? Guess what else these could be used for? Hmm, social media. (laughs) They're a great way for you to put together things for posts. So think of it that way. You're going to get like a lot of use out of this. So make sure that when you are writing an artist statement that you're using expressions that evoke feeling. Just like you want to invoke feeling with your art, you do want to invoke feeling through your words as well. Try to avoid using technical jargon and also when you're considering that audience, there's a lot of times that artist statements are sent to places where other artists are reading them or other photographers are going to be reading them. But then there's also a lot of times when artist statements get held up for the general public or they get pinned up. Years ago, I had to write an artist statement when I got accepted to a gallery in Kansas City because it was going to be displayed next to my work. And it was important that I use words in that artist statement that anybody could understand, okay? So make sure you also consider that. When it comes to actually composing the artist statement at the end, like write up all your sentences so you have it. And then when you have a purpose, go to that document where you have the parts and pieces and grab the pieces that are going to make the most sense for whatever audience or purpose this particular artist statement is going to be for. And then link it together and clean it up so that it makes sense and it doesn't feel disjointed. And when you do that, what I want you to concentrate on is not being so overly formulaic with this. 
to the point that it feels very canned. Work towards making it feel natural. A great thing that you can do once you have your artist statement written is to read it to a few people and ask them some very prepared questions around that. Like, did this explain to you what I do? Do you feel moved by what you heard in this artist statement? Does it inspire you to want to see more of my work? And then if you have it for a very specific purpose, ask questions around that very specific purpose. Definitely hand off anything you write to someone else to edit because we get way too close to the things that we write to be efficient editors. So make sure you give it to someone else so that they can read over it and tell you because a lot of times artist statements are displayed in print. And I'm going to tell you the people who do the displaying part or the printing part, they don't read the artist statements. So make sure you have someone else read it, correct your grammar, put in your commas and your periods, make sure things correctly capitalized, all your spelling is done correctly. Don't just trust spell check to be able to do that because spell check can let you down. So take some time to put that together. Artist statements should not be long unless there's a specific caveat that says it should be X number of words. It should be between 100 and 300 words unless there is like you need to have 500 or you need to have keep it under 200 or something like that. So when you're writing the artist statements, a lot of times for the purposes, there will be a very specific outline of the things that you need to include or say in your artist statement or the number of words or parameters around what your artist statement needs to say. Be careful, read those carefully, and make sure your artist statement fits those particular check marks. Think that was helpful? Yeah, I think that was a really great way to round everything out. Very helpful. Nice job. Nice job, Ken. Perfect. Okay. I think that we should read our artist statements. Well, Phyllis and I have ours prepared. I'm prepared to read mine. Phyllis, do are it. you game? Do it. Do sure. it. Do, do it, it. Phyllis. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so you want Kara, me to go first? Who or? goes first, Kara? Um, I'm going to go in alphabetical order. So Kim, you have to go first. Kim? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Horses are my muses, and I am passionate about sharing their inspiration with the world. Through my camera lens, I tell the stories of people and their horses, their relationships, their athleticism, their companionship, and especially how horses heal the human soul. Photography as a medium has always appealed to me because I believe the feeling of the moment is transferred to the heart of the viewer, which is so important in the way I seek to tell a visual story. I also love to teach others about how to employ photography to express their interpretation of the world around them, and especially how to capture horses in a way that shows their beauty and the heart of their gifts to us all. I am a co-host for many workshops and events throughout the year. I not only bring my skills as an image maker to these events, but my extensive toolbox of growth and personal development tools to assist others in connecting with their creativity, getting out of their own way, and building an art business. You can find my work in magazines, on websites, in galleries, and at events across the country. Gee, I don't know if I want to go after that. Good job, Kim. (laughs) It wasn't that great, Phyllis. It wasn't that great. (laughs) Well, it was very well spoken and read. (laughs) Well read, Um, maybe. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I just want to make a few points after going through this process. I've had several artist statements over the years because I've been in exhibitions and galleries and this, that, and the other. I've written these. I don't think I've ever taken it quite as much time to be as precise as I was for this one <laughs> for Cowgirl Artists of America, but they broke theirs down. I just want to say that they broke theirs down into three different sections. They had the artist statement, which is in the first person. They had the CV, which tell me what CV is again, Kim. Curriculum <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't say it. It's a Latin word. It basically means resume. <laughs> Curriculum via tape. Is that right? That sounds good. <laughs> then the second section was the CV, which was in the third person. And then the third section was your bio in the third person as well. So I'm just going to read, when I put all three of those together, it is pretty extensive. Basically, the CV for me just went over some of my awards, places I've been published, features I've had, you know, different places I've spoken at, uh, like presentations, and that kind of thing, podcast, who I'm represented by art-wise. And then the bio just went into what I've done, what who I've been most of my life, like before photography, what did I do and that kind of thing. And then what I do now basically in my business. So I'm just going to read the first part, which is the artist statement in the first person. Photography is a form of self-expression for me. I'm an artist with a camera. I'm drawn to nature and in particular animals. I love to photograph most anything that moves, action and intimate moments as well. My inspiration comes from my subject as I watch their daily behavior, whether it be horses interacting with each other within the herd or a coastal brown bear sow with her cubs. I very often find that if you're patient and wait for it, the moment will come when you will witness and capture something extraordinary. I've been in the horse business all my life as a professional horse trainer and a breeding farm manager, so it was natural for me to turn to equine photography. My knowledge of horses helps me to fulfill my creative passion. Vision. <laughs> the camera allows me to go places and do things that otherwise I would not have had the opportunity to do. My photographic interests are broad and I strive to learn something from all art mediums by studying other artists' work with passion. I feel my work should tell a story, expose something, fascinate and draw the viewer in so that they want more. One of my greatest joys is to have others be touched by something I have created. My goal is to promote the Western way of life through photography. I also love sharing my passion for photography with others. That's why I host or co-host events from Iceland and throughout the United States. You know what I liked about what you Lovely. guys have both presented is that Kim's is a very kind of general artist statement for her work and her motivation behind her work. Whereas you gave an example of one that was designed to fit into the criteria that was being requested. So kind of an example of, you know, Kim's work, she can now pull from that at any time because she's completed it to meet the brief of one that she's trained mm -hmm. to submit for. And, you know, which you can pull from yeah, yours as well, exactly. but you gave a great example of when you have to create something for a specific request or requirement. So great job, guys. What motivators you are. High five, Phyllis. Aww. High five. <laughs> High five. Air five. Air Good five. Job. So I think that's it for us today. Anybody want to add anything else before we wrap it up? Nope. Okay. I, I think we've talked artist statements into the ground today. Okay. I think everybody Perfect. should be well prepared to make theirs. And we would like to see some of those on our social media if you're willing to share yours. 
Yeah, we would love to have you guys share your artist statements with us. And if you haven't taken the opportunity to write one yet, which I'm in the process of doing now as well, we would be fun if you guys wanted to kind of share what your process was like when you were doing it, what you thought of it. Was it challenging? Did it come easy for you? What types of things did you include? Did you not include? We would love to have you join the conversation over on social media. We are on Instagram and on Facebook at Cowgirls with Cameras. So please join us over there. And just a reminder, if you want to join us at one of our events, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com and navigate to our events page where we have lots of ways that you can join us and come out and shoot some really awesome imagery. So wishing everyone a wonderful day and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.